With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin! Today we are heading to romantic Italy to chat with Fabio Cerpelloni. Fabio has lived in several different countries and is a podcaster, English teacher, and writer. His first book, Any Language You Want, is set to release in June. So, Fabio, welcome to the RV. Hi, Lucia. Thank you for having me on your show. It's it's great to be here. Of course. You know, Fabio, I was looking forward to have you in the RV. First, because I want to talk with you. Second, because I love coming back to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> You're always welcome. We can have, you know, a glass of wine or, you know, you can walk around the city, <laughs> whatever you like. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. And you know, Fabio, when people think of Italy, they often associate it with its delicious cuisine. Mm -hmm. As someone who is Italian, could you tell us about your favorite dish from your region? And how would you suggest someone try it if they were visiting for the first time? Uh -huh. Well, where, where do I start? <laughs> There are so um, many delicious food there. Yeah, well, I would say, you know, pizza, pasta, and lasagna, but that that sounds boring. So I would highly suggest, I would highly recommend you go to, uh, you come to my house and mm -hmm. my partner, Aloha. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. She's a great. She's a great cook. Um, I think she's. She, I, I hope my mom will not listen to this, and my grandmother is not listening to this. But she is the best cook I've ever had in my life. Like wow. she's her her um, cooking style is the best, and I'm and she knows this because I told her. But I'm not answering your question. So I'm vegan oh. and she cooks Satan, which is like a sort of, I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Satan oh. is it's not from Italy. Uh, it's a sort of, mm, don't even know what it is. It's a, uh, like tofu. Okay. Like okay. tofu. It's made with wheat. And she 
she makes the best Satan with artichoke cream I've ever had. Oh my gosh, I love artichokes. <laughs> mm. So definitely, Fabio, I will be visiting you in the next month. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell Aloha that I will be there. Yeah, you're coming. No worries. You're always welcome. <laughs> and, you know, Italy has always been one of my favorite destinations. And I'm really looking forward to my upcoming trip there later this year. So I'll let you know. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And Fabio, how did you first discover your love for the English language? And what steps did you take to become fluent in it? I realized I needed to learn English when I was on a beach in in Italy and I met two German girls. I was on holiday. I was 18 and I was on holiday with my friends. We met these two German girls and I couldn't communicate with them because my English was not as good as it is now. Um, so that day I realized, wow, I can't. I mean, I can only speak to Italian people. I cannot speak to someone who's not from Italy. And that made me made me think. But um, then I started working um, after school, after I graduated from high school. I had a terrible job. I mean, not a terrible job, a job that I didn't like. I was uh, locked into an office for 10 hours a, a day. And I decided, look, I said, uh, I need to, I want to go to London. I want to go to London to have an experience abroad, you know, to um, meet new people and, and learn English also. And when I, I left my job, I went to London. I started working in a, in a kitchen. And I realized that uh, my English started to improve because I was talking with people from all over the world, all over Europe, Brazilians also. Um, and I used English, my poor, you know, broken English. I, I sounded like a, a broken robot <laughs> when I spoke <laughs> English. <laughs> But then I realized, wow, I'm, I'm actually communicating and people can understand And the more I noticed that, the more I wanted to improve, the more I wanted to uh, communicate even better. I took a course and, well, the rest is history. That's how I fell in love because then, you know, I, I became, uh, I really loved learning. I really loved learning the language. So this, this was the first That's when I fell in love with uh, with learning it. Then I realized that I could, in, I was still in London, I realized that I discovered that I could teach English even though I was not a native speaker because there were some uh, courses, some mm -hmm. teaching training courses that even non-native speakers could uh, enroll on. And um, I decided, wow, so... Learning English can actually become my job. So learning English can become my job. I can yeah. teach it. 
And that was the next goal that I set myself. And I decided I wanted to become a teacher. So I needed to improve even more. Uh, I need to improve my English even more. And then um, I became a teacher in 2015, four years after I discovered uh, that there was a, um, a teaching training course that I could take. And yes, I've been teaching since 2015. A long time. So what moved you to start uh, learning English was love? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, uh, flirting is yeah. <laughs> is a great is a great way to get you to start to learn a language. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. you, you can't flirt. Well, maybe you don't need to know words. <laughs> you don't need to speak the language to flirt, right? Yes. Actually, it's, maybe it's better if you don't know the language <laughs> when you yeah, flirt. It helps. I'm not an expert. It helps sometimes. Mm. And yes, and I started learning English by listening to songs long time ago and practicing in middle school. But it wasn't until high school that I really began to take it seriously. And I was lucky enough to be hired by an American company when I was living in Brazil, and then I went to Dallas, and then all my journey as an English speaker started. But I know, Fabio, that you lived in Australia. Can you just let us know a little yeah. bit about your journey? Sure. Um, in 20, I moved to London in 2011, and I stayed there until January 2013. I broke up with my girlfriend at the time and I moved back to Italy and I thought, okay, I survived, I survived in London. Like London is a very, like it's a very expensive city, yeah. but the cost of living is, is very high. You need to work a lot, especially if you work as a, a kitchen porter in uh, in the kitchen or in a restaurant uh -huh. you really have to work a lot to to pay the rent and everything and i thought okay i survived i can survive anywhere i love now. i survived <laughs> yeah well it was tough it was tough uh working living in london was was great but it was really tough and um so I still wanted to improve my English, so I wanted to go to another English-speaking country. And I looked at the map, and I saw Canada. thought, wow, Canada, okay. Then I realized that the visa, to get a visa for Canada was not that easy. I thought, okay, what other countries are there? Well, don't want to go to Ireland, still too close, I mean, still Europe. Uh, Australia, New Zealand. New Zealand, I didn't even know what it was at the, at the time. And I thought, okay, Australia. I started doing some research online. And, well, it, it sounded like Australia was paradise. Like it was the, yeah. you know, it was it is. a very, yeah. And uh, that's it. I decided to go to Australia and I bought a ticket for Adelaide. One week before my departure, I started a relationship 
with a girl mm. one week before my departure. And I thought, I fell in love. Like, I fell in love a week before leaving Australia, uh, leaving Italy, leaving so, um, uh-huh. Italy for Australia. And uh, I thought, why? What am I going to do now? Because I, you know, I've got the ticket. I've, I paid I paid a, a lot for the ticket to Australia. It was like more than a thousand euros. Uh, I've got the, you know, uh, I've made the plans. I'm planning to stay there for, I don't even know if I'm coming back to Italy. And now I'm, I'm in love with a girl. And uh, I went to Australia. And four months after uh, I arrived in Australia, she came she sent me a message. She said, "I'm coming to you nice. in uh, in Melbourne," and that was that was uh, Aloha. She's still with me today, so <gasps> we've been together since 2013. Yeah, what? that's that was um, that's how we started our our relationship. Actually, we celebrated our tenth anniversary last week. That's so. so romantic. I know Italians yeah. are romantic. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, Aloha, uh, thank you. Aloha doesn't doesn't say that I'm romantic. She she says that I'm not romantic at all, at all. Uh, yeah, and she I agree. Uh, I'm not. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I moved to Australia two years, and then I moved to New Zealand after two years in Australia. What mm. were let's say, some of the challenges and experiences you faced when adjusting to a new country and culture, like, let's mm. say, New Zealand and Australia. Mm. Uh, challenges were, well, the, the language, my, my English was already good when I arrived in Australia, uh, so I didn't have that problem. But to be honest, I didn't really, I didn't really face major challenges no. in Australia because it was very easy to find a job. It was very easy to get around. Uh, there's a big Italian community in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, uh, well, I, I had the best time in my life in Australia. 2013, I still... I I still consider it to be the best year of of my life to be honest because I started you know I um started a relationship with Aloha uh-huh. and in Australia I was so free you know I would work 4 months here 5 months there I worked a lot on farms picking fruit and vegetables I was backpacking all around we had a van like a, an RV kind uh-huh. of an RV that's nice uh, yeah we traveled all around the country um and australia is still like i don't know if the the listeners i don't think they can see it but the wall in my the walls in my house are painted um in yellow and green i don't know if you can see it there but that's the australian the Australian uniform, the colors of the Australian uniform. Um, yeah, I'm very attached to Australia, but also to New Zealand because mm-hmm. I, 
that's where I started teaching. I became a teacher in New Zealand. And in those two countries, no, I I don't have an answer for this. But in London, London was was tough. It was tough to 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 find a job, like to change job. At some point I wanted to change job and I I couldn't because um I didn't have any qualifications for the job that I wanted to do. I was an electrician. Like I studied to to be an electrician in high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was much more difficult in uh, in London. I think being able to travel and living in different countries is something just amazing. You you learn so much with different cultures different people, food, and everything. And Fabio, now I would like to talk about your podcast, which I was already interviewed by you to listening to it. And I noticed that your podcast is named Stolaroid Stories. Can you tell us the meaning behind this title and what inspired you to start a podcast in the first place? I'll tell you why. I was looking at this this word at the dictionary, but I didn't find the meaning. No. <laughs> no. Um, well, I decided to start a podcast to tell my own stories, my own personal stories, uh, to, to help learners of English um connect through stories mm-hmm. and also to practice listening you know because podcasts are great uh for practicing listening i read a book called story worthy by an american author called matthew dix and basically it's a manual a practical manual but very inspiring to tell good stories good interesting personal stories. When I read that book, I thought, wow, I want to tell my own stories and I'm going to start a podcast to do this. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was very much into telling stories about personal photos. So Stolaroid basically is a combination of two words, stories and Polaroid. Ah, okay. Okay. So I called the podcast Stolaroid Stories. And I started it, when I started it, I basically told my own personal stories inspired by my photos. Okay. And I then started having guests and I would say, okay, come on my podcast and you can bring a photo and you tell a personal story. Okay about that photo. Then uh, I started, I thought, well, I don't want to just ask guests to tell stories about their photos. They have a lot of things maybe they can share. Maybe they they are experts in their fields. And um, they can talk about, you know, other things, not just a story about a photo. And so that's how the the podcast um, evolved. And now I basically interview people from all walks of life, similar to your to your podcast. Mm-hmm. And I 
learn a lot from these people. I in, I've interviewed a uh, uh, U.S. Uh, um, um, a veteran, a U.S. Army veteran. We talked about being gentle with yourself. This is a guy who fought in Iraq and Afghanistan and has a degree in psychology and one in philosophy. So that was a great chat. Uh, last week, I interviewed a porn detox coach. So a person who helps people get over the addiction, this addiction to pornography. Mm -hmm. Then I interviewed you. I interviewed, um, I also interviewed teachers, language learners. Um, and it's great because I get to learn a lot from, you know, a variety of people. And I hope that my listeners will get inspired and they improve their English because I receive, you know, messages. They say, oh, your podcast, you know, is I can understand everything you say because I I don't slow down. I don't slow. This is how I talk normally. Um, Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. So, yes, this is, uh, it's, it's my little thing and I, I'm not planning to stop. I really like it. Please don't stop. No. <laughs> Sadio, I know you are an introvert. So how do you feel when you interview someone who you've never saw before? You don't know anything about mm. them. How do you feel after how many episodes did you publish already on your podcast? Uh, 71. Already. 71 episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm an introvert in the sense that I, I really like being with myself. Like I could spend, I could spend days with just with me, with myself. You know, I don't, I don't need to be around people that much. Actually after, you know, after five, six hours, I get tired of being around people or having people around. Um, but this is, this is not to say that I don't like people. Well, no, actually <laughs> the, the opposite is true. Um, I'm an introvert in this sense. So I, when I interview someone new, um, I don't, it depends, you know, it, it also depends on, how the other person reacts 
exactly you know if, if yeah. there's a feeling if there's a feeling like to me like hap- it happened with you right i talked to you the first time and it, it felt like we would been known each other for a long time yes um so i don't think i have problems socializing with people but after you know after 5 6 hours i you know i want to go back to my house and mm-hmm. uh do my stuff um mm-hmm. i'm not i know that i have some friends who you know they 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 can't imagine uh being with themselves for for the entire weekend for an entire weekend because they want you know they want to get out they want to do stuff they get yeah. bored i mean to me the the lockdown the pandemic i didn't suffer mm-hmm. for a single minute it was you know so much focus so much me time i i loved it uh, i know i know it's, it's, it sounds like terrible but i didn't really miss going to the restaurants or socializing or so this is to mm-hmm. tell you how much of an introvert i am i think people who are introvert not necessarily they don't like people some people say ah this guy don't like talking to people no i think it's more like you need your time mm-hmm. you have the mm-hmm. time your time for socialize and also your time to be alone is normal and fabio um you also run a book club could you share with us some details about the club such as how it works what types of books you read and what inspired you to start it I think you are an avid reader. I have the impression. So yeah, maybe... um, I read non-fiction books. Um, I normally read things that, um, well, things that interest me, of course. But I choose my books based on what I want to learn or improve. For example, right now I'm reading. Uh, a book um by Marcus Aurelius who was a, a an ancient mm-hmm. roman emperor uh it's a it's a book about philosophy and anyway i read non-fiction books and i have this book club to help advanced learners of english improve their english through reading reading and discussing real non-fiction books so the the first book club that i started was um i started it to read story worthy so the storytelling book that i told you before told you about before so we meet online once once a week or once every two weeks and we discuss what we read mm-hmm. so participants should read in their own time and then i give them worksheets i give them yeah worksheets where they can write down ideas that they want to discuss in the session then we meet i moderate the conversation and then uh, i give feedback on their english at the end of at the end of the session but the last session of this book club in the last session of this book club they need to tell a story so they need to basically apply what they read in the book 
and tell a personal story because mm. the book, you know, Story Worthy is a book about stories, how to tell good stories. And this is uh, this is one that I have. I've got another one to read a book on uh, a book called How to Live by Derek Sivers. And I'm now starting a new one called uh, on um, Ego is the Enemy. It's a book by Ryan Holiday. So basically, um, I organize these book clubs because I don't use textbooks in my when I teach English, when I help my clients, my students. I think that there is so much that they can learn, so much English that they can learn by reading real books. But of course, you need to have a high level of English already to understand real books like this one. And I started the first one to read Story Worthy because I thought, wow, so telling stories is a great way to practice English. Telling stories, you know, it's personal. If you need a word to tell a story and you don't have that word, you will have to go online and find it, research it. And that word will be more memorable because that's actually a word that you need to to communicate. It doesn't come from a list or from a, yeah. you know, you know those lists of, I'm sure you've seen them, list of words, you know, to talk about food or here is the vocabulary to talk about the weather. These are words that you don't have, but that you need to tell a story. So I think it's more... Um, effective in terms of language learning no totally i agree a hundred percent with you and in my opinion reading is one of the most effective methods for acquiring mm. a new yeah. language that's for example currently my reading is limited to english books and news articles only but they are all in english i try to not mm -hmm. read in any other language. I want to say an expression for you. You have an impressive range of projects and talents, which <laughs> makes me think of this expression, Jack of all trades. Do you know this expression? No. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. You know I'm an I English want... teacher and I should... I, I should know it, but I don't. No, that's fine. I wanted to teach something, but I was not sure if I was going to be able. Jack of all trades, it's, it's we can say someone like you who are an English teacher, writer, you also have book clubs, and someone who does a lot of things at the same time. It's mm. like wear many hats. Mm -hmm. So, for mm -hmm. example, I know, I know that one. <laughs> yeah, this one is easier. That's why I want to Thank you. you know. No, you're welcome. I'm sure you have many other expressions to teach me. Could you give us a sneak peek into what the book is about and what readers can expect from it? Okay, it's a book for language learners of any language. So it's not for learners of English. It's mm -hmm. for if you're learning Spanish, if you're learning Portuguese. Uh, I've written this book for for language learners. It's called Any Language You Want, and it's a collection of eighteen 
stories, personal stories, about how I learned English, how I how I went for poor English, let's say intermediate English, to become, you know, to um, C2 English, so mm -hmm. um, proficient English. In each chapter, I tell a story um, about what I did to learn English. And each chapter ends with, this is how to learn a language. So this is what you should do if you want to learn a language. But the next chapter tells you the opposite. So it tells you another story. I tell another story, which which contradicts the the previous one. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, for example, in what chapter I tell you, if you want to learn a language, you need to take a course. You need to, you know, you need to hire a teacher because blah, 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 blah. blah. But I tell a story about this, okay? And I say, this is how to learn a language. In the next chapter, I say, well, to learn a language, do everything on your own. You need, you don't need any teachers. You don't need course books. You don't need any of that. I tell, you know, it's all based on stories. So I tell everything I did that supports this message. And so basically I keep contradicting myself. And I, I've written this book because I've seen many, I've, I've seen and heard many teachers, YouTubers, um, language school owners that, um, you know, they say, this is how to learn a language. This, you know, this is the best method. Uh, if you want to learn a language, don't worry about the grammar. You should speak as much as possible. And that's, and that's true. You know, that's true. But the opposite is also true. If you want to learn a language, maybe you, you need to study the grammar. And, uh, well, that's it. I don't want to go more into more details. Otherwise, I will uh -huh. spoil the whole thing. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's my way to kind of rebel against this, um, you know, this idea that there are secrets to learn a language, that there is only one way that uh, if you want to learn a language, you need to go to the place where the language is spoken. Yep. Uh, so I give a lot of different and contradictory, conflicting learning tips. Um, so yeah, this is this is my little. It's it's you can read it in one hour. It's not a very you know it's uh -huh. it's not a huge book. There are so many ways to learn. There is no only one size fits all. I'm curious, of course, to read your book. Also, I would like to know if you have any advice for people like us, whom English is the second language, to write a book in English. Um, sure. I I think. If you're planning to write a book and you've never written anything 
in your life, that that might be scary. And um, I think you need to maybe first start writing a blog post and get into the habit of writing, you know, first you write a blog, even, you know, a, a post on Facebook or on social media. Um, and that gets you, you know, you, you take it, there are steps, I think. You cannot start with, okay, I'm going to write a book in English. That would be <laughs> too intimidating, too intimidating. Um, so this is my first advice, my first piece of advice. Um, and then once you get into the habit, um, I would, I wouldn't worry too much about being correct so you know the grammar the prepositions the uh the the, the right words um you can just you can just publish your your writings on a platform called medium that's a i think it's a great place mm -hmm. to start do, do you know medium yes i know i was yeah. writing so okay so it's a free blogging platform where you can write about anything you want and where people can read what you write. There are many non-native English speak uh, writers there, and you this this helps you to practice writing to get comfortable with it. So this is what you you need to do because this is what what actually I've been doing, you know, before uh, writing this this book, which which actually I call it a book, but yeah, well, it is a book. It's like more a manual. Would you consider to call this book a manual? Uh, also, because there are tips there uh, to to learn a language, to learn another language, but it's not like a narrative. It's not it's not like a long story like a a, a novel uh it's it's written in very simple very simple language so this is what i would this is what i would do i would start writing on medium or open a blog or just write on my social media uh profile you know my social media what's it called the the wall your facebook wall your facebook page and and then work, you can work if you want to publish an actual book, then I work with an editor, so with a writing coach. And nice. that helps you too. Yeah. You know, if you, I learned a lot about writing, about um, how to make my stories interesting, what not to include, because maybe, you know, it makes your story not clear. So I don't know. I don't know if I've answered your question. So no, take yeah. it step, step by step, you know, step by step. I really appreciate your tip. I love when you say that when someone never wrote a book, I really think they should start learning mm. how to write a book, maybe in their own language or taking a course in English, mm -hmm. and then start writing their books. So, Fabio, it has been lovely, this conversation. I love being in Italy with you. I'm your fan. I'm craving Aloha's <laughs> food. 
And now for our listeners that are very curious to know how they can find you and eventually your book, please share your contacts with us. Sure. Uh, it's all on my website. They can go to fabiocerpelloni.com, C-E-R-P-E-L-L-O-N-I. And uh, it's all there. There's my, um, they can join my private email list. They can see all my podcast episodes, my blog. It's all there. Uh, that's how they can find me. Wonderful. And congratulations for your terrific work. You are doing great things. Also, you wrote an article for our magazine, The Relatable Voice. And Fabio has great posts also on Facebook, on LinkedIn. I really enjoy listening to your podcast. And I want to invite you to come back when you publish your new book. Uh, thank you, Lucia. I'm one of your fans too, actually. I think what you're doing is is great. Like uh, a learner of English, uh, not a learner of English, but a non-native speaker of English who starts a podcast to me, it's it's amazing. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be happy to, to be one of your future guests too. And of course, you are always welcome on my little show on Stolaroid stories. Anytime, anytime. But of course, we will meet in Italy, right? Of I'm course. Sure we will do that. Of course. Soon. Now I have another reason to go back to, <laughs> to Italy. Thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate you, Fabio. Thank you, Lucia. It's been great. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.